On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about an Orlando firefighter who got fired. Trailer Park Boys coming to Orlando and petting big kitties. And the opening of Blue Jacket Grill. Welcome to Bungalower in the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. This is Brandon O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyperlocal news. Can, can you hear the, the beautiful Christmas music behind me? Not only can I hear it, I can feel it yeah, in it's, my heart. It's, I'm sitting by a fireplace. There's stockings hung. With care. All of that. <laughs> we, are, we are at Mather's Social Gathering. The third floor of this beautiful historic building on the corner of Pine and Magnolia. Uh, we've written about this before. It's one of the coolest new bars in town. I, I agree with that. I, I was here kind of when they first opened, and mm-hmm. it was like way super busy. But the moment I walked in, I was like, this is way different than everything else in Orlando. You have to enter through a little bookcase yeah, as you yeah. come out of the elevator. Uh, I'm never dressed properly to come up here on a normal day, so I'm glad that we could just wave a microphone and they'd let us in. Well, speak for yourself. I'm dressed properly. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Nice shoes, collared shirt. Yeah, you look very nice, Thank John. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Fishing for those compliments. <laughs> Hashtag John Bustucker. So anyway, here on Bungalow or in the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and College Park and Winter Park and Thornton Park and Delaney Park. And you got it. Soto. Oh, that doesn't rhyme with park. <laughs> so we talk about all those things, all well, the things that are on bungalower.com, your source for, for hyperlocal news. news. Anything we talk about here that you want to double check and get some more information, you can just go to bungalower.com and find out more about it. You can also follow us on our socials, yep. at Orlando Bungalower, on all of the platforms. And if you've missed any of our episodes, and we're, we're up there on episodes now. We are 43? Something like that. Yeah. You can go to uh, iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud, and you can find them all there. Find it all there. So thanks for tuning in. This week, there's a lot of headlines to talk about. What, what is happening, Brandon? I think the most pressing and most dramatic is the, the recent firing of that firefighter, this Joshua was, this was Granada. Kind of a big deal. Did you have you been following this? A little bit. So so I'm I'll say what I've heard and maybe okay. you can fill in the gaps if we go, have. Okay, it. go for it. So there was a Orlando fire fighter, Joshua who, Granada, who responded to a call. I think it was back in August. It was in August. So he responded to a call out uh, at a double tree, I think near I Drive yeah, or by some, Universal. Kirk, yeah, yeah. So Kirkman. Um, he responded to it and the person that was there was Commissioner Regina Hill. True. And according to uh, Mr. Granada, mm -hmm. she was being belligerent. She was unresponsive. Uh Uh-huh. And they revived her. Yeah. And once revived, she became belligerent. Okay. And uh, uh, according to what's been in in the papers and on TV and and all that, uh, he recorded part of this. Mm -hmm. I think the audio, not necessarily the video. Just the audio on his phone. And I think part of it was to probably get his side of it or just to have evidence of what was going on. And John, I went to the press conference just the other day, actually over by your house there uh, in Lake Fairview Uh neighborhood. There's like a community hall, I guess it's for the union. I think so. um, Near the tiny house community. Yeah. And they... According to the announcement, he did it because he, somebody, compatriots, people, other firefighters, someone had, a paramedic had just been accused of uh, 
handling a patient incorrectly. Okay. And so he was already feeling kind of exposed. Yeah. And so he felt the need to protect his crew by recording Commissioner Hill. Okay. Uh, through this. And so, and so he was recently fired. And the reasoning behind that was because when you, (laughs) excuse me, when you are a paramedic, um, there are HIPAA laws and HIPAA right. rules. Which protects the privacy and the information yes. of your patients. Yeah. And so when it came to light that he had recorded this, and I believe he showed it to somebody with that at his department. His crew. They watched it at dinner. They listened to it at uh, dinner. And somehow that got up the chain. and, mm-hmm. and he Someone was, told on him. And he was fired over it. He was. And he had actually just been awarded, I guess, two days before, uh, Florida Firefighter of the Year. Wow. Right? So state, state Award, because of his role with Pulse, he was one of the first people on the scene uh-huh. during the Pulse shootings, and he apparently did 13 of the 15 trips to the hospital with, with patients. Wow. I, I don't know where I got that number. I just remember reading it. Um, and he, because of that role in the shootings and, and, and helping people, he claims to have PTSD, which okay. he's been trying to seek help for. Yeah. And, and he's not the only one within OPD, OPD, OPD. and probably yeah. firefighters. Like, and I, was, I know several have gone through this. He is alleging that he was denied access to treatment. Okay. Um, which he is citing as a reason for why he was maybe feeling more exposed during this episode with Commissioner Hill. Yeah. And he felt this need like this is good. He knew this is a big deal. What's happening right now. I need to protect us uh-huh. and record what's happening right now. So people know. So, so <laughs> we've talked about so, this a little bit, right? I mean, uh, just because I, I, I feel like you can't do that. Like I understand federally federal law speaking. You can't. Yeah. Right. I mean, because if this was me at my house and he came to revive me right. and recorded it, I mean, you, you just can't do that because I'm a private citizen I mean, Commissioner Hill has the same laws apply to her as everyone else, as everybody else. Now, right? <laughs> there are other sides to this, and 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 I'm not excusing what he did because I, I really don't think you can do that. You can't just you can't just record somebody who's in who's in the worst who might be in the worst moment of their life, right? And so there's that. The other side of this is, and I think we've talked about this, Brendan, is th- there's probably more to this story that needs to be reported. And, and, you know, Commissioner Hill does have a private life, but she is a public figure. So elected, they're, they're yeah, elected yeah. public figure. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you are a public figure, there are certain parts of your life that, that don't have to be public, but you have to explain those things. Which she hasn't. No. And, and she's and denied. To be fair, some of this just came up. So if anybody is working on anything, it, it just might take a little time. But right. she, she has not answered questions about what happened during this episode. She has, she has said, I, I won't answer that. Correct. You, you, I, I think, I, I think, think you, you have owe to. it to you need a statement at least, a, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I'll say this. I, I, I know commissioner Hill. I like commissioner Hill, but, but when you are a public figure, Yes, you have a private right. life, but you also have to, you have a different life than, than a private citizen. I also find it interesting that this is during the election. Yeah. And it never came up. But it was after, but all this came out after. This happened in August. It happened but, in August. But all of this came out after yeah. the election. Conveniently. Can, well, I mean, right? I don't um, know, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Not to, 
Well, I don't so, know. Just I mean, things I'll that say, I want to hear. I want to hear what happened. I want to hear why she was unresponsive. Uh huh. Um, if there's a drug problem that one of our elected officials has, or, yeah. or alcohol problem, we True. don't know why she was unresponsive. I and it might not be that. It could be, you know, something happened, mm. and you take you take something, and you drink something, and it, they don't combine, and then I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. For someone who has a history of public incidences uh-huh. of uh, inebriation, I'm trying yeah. to be trying to be <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I'm saying here. Uh, and you're in a public office, uh, you need to be held accountable and we need to know what's up. Yeah. And so with this instance where somebody lost their job, uh, there should be some more follow through and, and we're not the people to do that. I would love to, I, I'm going to be watching it. This is a case that we're all going to be watching to see what the story is. Yeah. And I'm interested in hearing more about uh, the backstory behind it. Uh huh. But I, like I said, I, I still would stand by that. You just, there are other laws, and, and, and especially if you're a paramedic, protocols? what you do you just do? can't do that. But what do you? So, like, police officers have body, body cams, cameras, yeah, but paramedics and firefighters don't. Nope. And so, how do you protect yourself as a caregiver in these instances from being accused of doing things that are wrong? So, I'll say that. I mean, depending on, I was not there that night. I have no idea what happened. But that is, I, I can guarantee you this, Brendan. She was, if, if anything happened, she was not the first person to ever say something bad to a paramedic. So I know this happens to other paramedics. So what you do is but you call the police. That's, that's what you do. I mean, you, or you file the, a complaint. Again, is that the protocol? I'm sure it is. I'm it's sure if I woke up from something and I punched a paramedic, right. the first thing you do is call the police and, and, and charge them with assault. I'd be interested in seeing what that is. And so I want to know, I, nobody's written that. No, like, What no. is the correct protocol? Um, once something like this happens, and like I said, I'm sure it's not. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's something that happens a lot. Right. I'm sure people do bad things when they get saved and all. I'm, gonna, that. I'm hoping Scott Maxwell looks into it, and if he doesn't, then maybe we'll have to do a follow up <laughs> ourselves. But well, anybody, it's, <laughs> it's it not our general be, beat. It shouldn't just be Maxwell's job. It, there's a lot of people right. that like who? Uh, I don't know anybody who's asking the tough questions. Is what <laughs> Brendan I'm, O'Connor. I don't ask tough questions. <laughs> I ask when did you open your restaurant? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about on Bungalower in Bungalore in the bus is generally things that you can talk about at the dinner table yeah. um, and things that you can talk about at like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so we try to stay away from political things, but it's but an important conversation. It is an important conversation. I think this is something that we need to hold elected officials accountable for. I agree. And if somebody's lost their job over it, uh, we need a follow up and an explanation about why. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that's what all else I have we to say about that. Uh, let's, let's flip to something. Even heavier. Some even. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a bunch of new restaurant openings. We can rhyme those off. All right, let's do that. Like near La Fa. Is that? Did you just? Did you stutter there? La Fa. La Fa. If you let's say, how do you say Fo? I say Fo. I don't even try to pretend. But it's like Fa. I know you're not supposed to say it like that, but I say Fo. Um. So La Fa. (laughs) Is is that like a French Fo? Well, because a lot of Vietnamese food is the result of colonialism, right? So French colonialism. So like banh mi. Uh Uh-huh. My favorite sandwiches. Beautiful sandwiches on on French bread. Mm -hmm. And that's because of colonialism. (laughs) Thank you, colonialism. Thank you. (laughs) For bringing us banh mi. Not all bad. (laughs) I feel bad. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) But there's Vietnamese people that run those restaurants, right? Yeah, now, right? They've embraced it. Uh Uh-huh. Embrace that that narrative. So (laughs) Le Feu has opened in this like Harry Potter spot. Under it's in the Chase Plaza building, under the escalators, right by Wait, where? 
and the Chase Plaza building. Okay. Under, oh, uh, yeah, Plaza yeah. Cinema Cafe. Yeah. Right under the escalators. By my, by my work. Everything there is under $10. Can't beat that. Yeah, super. I had the pork uh, banh mi sandwich. And everything, if you order something for like the next two weeks, you get a free uh, spring roll. Okay. Which is awesome. Nice. Just like a bonus spring roll. So go check it out. So they're open. They are. We should be. We haven't shared photos of it because we ran out of time this week. Uh, I did put something on our Instagram at Orlando Bungalow, but we'll be sharing an actual story next week. Cool. Of what it looks like inside. Another restaurant is Wonton Asian Kitchen. Drove by this the other night on my way to uh, dinner. I'm really impressed by these guys. They, it was they like came, a spa before or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was covered with like vines or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's really pretty inside. It's again, Bon Me, Wontons. There's there's a, a theme with new restaurants right now, and which is maybe why you were pushing a few months ago for the Bonnie's to be our signature dish. It is. Smart. You're a smart man. On trend, John <laughs> Bustecker. Uh, so Wonton Asian Kitchen is open. It's so on the corner of Fairbanks in 1792. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. There's a McDonald's right there yeah. near Chipotle and Regions Bank. And if and you pull in from behind, you can get out. There's like other access points. So you don't have to go from like the major intersection to ah. get onto the property you can go from the side well, maybe streets. i'll check that out i was kind of i'm not gonna lie i was kind of making fun of it as i drove by i was too and i was a little surprised because nobody there was no press releases there was like no yeah, announcement this was happening yeah there was just all of a sudden uh, all the foodies and like these food blogs tasty chomps food uh instagram or sorry facebook group people were talking about it okay but nobody knew anything and now they're open and i wrote about them and we got a wonderful email from the owner just thanking us for writing about it that's very nice of i them. thought it was very polite very gentlemanly that is a that is a tip i give people when they get coverage go thank the reporter who did it isn't that nice oh it goes a long way it does because well, the next time they send you something like hey we have the you're listen. gonna remember you're gonna be like oh i'll come back there and do something <laughs> it's all about ego oh it totally <laughs> is no it totally is and they um we well because he reached back out we're gonna try and get them in the next bundle offer ah great so maybe get some wontons out for people who subscribe to our our monthly mailer of vouchers john Maybe I'll stop by. You should. Or you can wait until you get a voucher in the mail. I haven't got my vouchers yet. I, I have got one for you. Yet. I have it for you. I guess you're just not in the mailing list. You keep telling me I'm on this one. bundle, and I'm not. Every month I wait Let's, for it. I don't want to call out Lauren, my business manager, but girl, you got to step it up, girl. Yeah. Girl, you got to put John on that list. Put me on the list. Put on. Maybe she doesn't like you. If I'm not on the list, who's on the list? Like I'm on the friggin' show here. <laughs> uh, Blue Jacket Grill. I saw this. In the former home of Smiling Bison. Right over there on Bennett. Bennett. Off of Colonial. Yeah, so Blue Jacket Grill, it's the Baldwin name Park-ish. comes from Blue Jacket Park, which is a nod to the Navy base that used to be there, because that's uh-huh. what you call Navy people were Blue Jackets. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I never put the two and two together. Now you know. One. Learning here. <laughs> and they, the logo the more you know, is like Brendan. A, <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> Knowing's half the battle. G.I. Joe. I don't like. I don't like fighting. <laughs> no fighting. Shakira, Shakira. Do they? What do they call GI Joe in Canada? Do they have that? Uh, GI Jane. Oh, okay. You had the ladies. You had the ladies up. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of ladies fighting. <laughs> Wait. Go back to the the restaurant, Blue Jacket. I was really. Ex- I'm really excited to talk about our the women's football. We can talk league. about that in a minute. Go back okay. to the Blue Jacket restaurant. Blue Jacket Grill. Grill with an E. With an E. All right. Why Grilla. do they always put E's on the Grilla? Because it's French. So it's like Grill. All right, <laughs> blue jacket, grill. So how was it? How was it in there? It was okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a food. I'm not a food critic. 
Nope. Not if we. I but you eat a lot of food. But I eat a lot. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like an airplane. <laughs> he just spritz me. Spritz me with an so old fashioned. So this used to be I'm red light, red light originally. And then it was Smiling Bison. Then it was Smiling Bison. Oh, that's funny. I forgot about Red Light, Red Light. Yeah, that was their OG spot. And now... Now it's Blue Jacket Blue Jacket Grill. Grill. And it was filled with veterans. So they apparently have a seal of approval from local vets. <laughs> a Navy seal of approval. I did... <laughs> 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 that was really good. Yeah, thank you. My, I had the... It looked a little sparse in there. It does. Like, like nothing on the wall it it's, didn't look like. They had some things on the wall. It's been totally renovated. Very clean decor. Okay. Uh, clean or sterile? It just looked really, like, empty when I when I saw the photos. I just, John, you're always trying to get me in trouble. I need to go I'm there. The I need the to go there. When you, you make me give my honest <laughs> opinion, and then everybody sends me the emails yeah. saying, why do you hate I don't everything? I the emails because I'm not on the bungalow. I thought it was too expensive. I thought it was $2 too expensive. $2 too expensive. Everything was, right. like, 2 bucks too expensive. All right. Um, I had a grilled cheese and soup just because I wasn't feeling too hot, yeah. but I wanted to try the food. It should be $6. How much was it? It should. I and mean, it was 8 Oh, and, and it was $2 too expensive. Teeny, tiny little grilled cheese plus, like, a Cup of soup. Well, maybe it was like super fancy, and that's why it was so and small. Blue cheese in it. Blue cheese with oh, the cheddar. Wait, and the and the grilled cheese had a blue yeah. cheese. Mm-hmm. All right, that's but that's fancy. not. That's, I know what goes. I know what a price point of that should be. <laughs> and eight dollars for that is on Wonder Bread. Yeah, you know, it's too expensive. Uh, which and Wonder Bread shrinks. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, like my worst boyfriends. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I'm talking about. So maybe they have other things there that are good and. Lots of burgers. Okay. It's burgers, salads, and wings. So, but when you go in, it's again, it's a very clean interior. What's like their thing? Like, what's their thing? I don't think it has a thing. No, it needs a thing. Every it every restaurant thing. needs a thing. It needs a thing. It's hard to. It's kind of hard to park there. It's yeah. A little hard to get out. So I just I worry about I worry about them. They need open a thing. next year. Open next year. Mm. Hopefully. Is this our new thing that we're going to do now? Hopefully. Uh, I hope so. I All wanted right. it to do well. The staff was really nice. I could tell the clientele liked it. Good. But it needs a thing, and I fear I fear it's too clean. For, <laughs> it's too clean. For what they're shooting for. Okay. For a menu that's yeah. like burgers and wings. And you're and you're lo- hanging out with vets all day. Yeah, I think it needs to be a little bit more real. Yeah, like Cafe Perks, my favorite breakfast restaurant. Yeah. And all and it of doesn't Orlando. have that. It's missing a real factor. All right. And anything I have to say out loud, anything that we say here is not the opinion of Bungalore.com, <laughs> but rather the opinion of myself and John Bustecker, two separate entities. Mostly your opinion, Brendan. Mostly my opinion. I try I talk to keep my opinion out of it. Yeah, because you're smart. Yeah. You just needle me until I talk. Yeah, well, I took journalism uh, classes not to, not to get my opinion in I things. I took city planning. <laughs> That's what I took. What else? Uh, what else happening? Wonton open. Hey, Trailer Park Boys. You ever watch that show? I love Trailer Park you Boys. Do? I actually, I'm not caught up on all of the seasons, but when when it was kind of still underground, I got the first two seasons on DVD for Christmas back in like 2006. <laughs> Super funny. Yeah. Love the show. Saw them, saw them live. Saw you know, Bubbles and... Uh, I, I drank with them once. Yeah. I can't remember. Because they, they've been at the plaza a few times. Bubbles, Randy. Yeah. And Julian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and, and Leahy just died. He did. Yeah, he just died. So this is a series. It's based in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Uh huh. It's a Canadian. CBC. Is it CBC series? I don't think. Anyway, it's, it's Canadian. No way with series. CBC. Um, 
hilarious. CBC is like our NPR in Canada. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like three foul-mouthed Canadian. They drink. They good for grow nothings. pot. Grow pot. Yeah, they live in a trailer park. Super white trash. And so with this new series on Netflix, it's them. They, they have to do a series of challenges across America. Uh, and then they travel and they win prize packages if they do it successfully. And the first two stops... And the Netflix series are here in Orlando. That's awesome. So they were here filming. They were. And it's I'm a little sad that it was mostly like iDrive. Uh, they did something in Cape Canaveral. They did like a, a astronaut training course oh, with bubbles. Nice. Which I love bubbles because he wears these huge glasses. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good. It's funny. It's cool to see people coming to Orlando. Do they know when or do you know when it's going to actually be on Netflix? It's on now. Oh, it's already on. Yeah, yeah. that's how I found out. I was actually just watching it. I thought they filmed. Okay. I thought they just like filmed it and come out. All right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Already up. It's already up on Netflix. Check it out. I think some of it's actually on YouTube. uh, Okay. Because we're looking for clips to share. But yeah, check it out. Totally unrelated. But if anybody's listening, watch that. Shepherd Fairy documentary on Hulu. It's pretty awesome. Um, Obey Giant. It's well, called. we were talking about that because we talked about Shepherd Fairy two episodes ago. Uh, maybe. Yeah, we? we talked. Well, yeah, must have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were you were feeling your probably. Uh, I love that. That was a great documentary. Yeah, it's good stuff about his struggle with because uh, it's a lot of. We've gone through this before. So when I worked for Atlanta <laughs> Weekly, I wrote a, I did a piece called. Uh, tagging his stupid yo in response to Mills 50 getting tagged one night. Like yeah. these people that tags all up and down Mills. And so I did this. I documented what those tags were and then and put it up on Orlando Weekly. And I got a death threat from this kid. He was like, like if, I, if this was in Miami, I'd be dead by now. Like, uh. You know, that kind of stuff. And I found out who he was and I approached him because I want to know what is up? Where is this coming from? And then we helped put together walls at Fohua. Oh, yeah. You told me about In response to this, right? Um, And one of the things he said stuck with me. If you want murals, if you want graffiti murals, you you have to put up with tagging and those throw-ups. Yeah, because somebody will put something better over it. There's a a hierarchy. There is. And and it has to do with time and it has to do with talent. And so they're all afraid of getting arrested. So that's why you see the really quick, really bad ones. Uh Uh, It's because they don't want to get arrested by cops. So they do something really quick. And then they move on. And so his Shepherd Ferry, who's done some amazing, huge, pivotal work, including Obama's portrait that he used to get it reelected. Uh-huh. Um, he did things like this. And he is now paying for it when he revisits these cities. Oh, yeah, he's being sued by the city of Detroit. Right. Uh, he actually was invited there to do a giant mural that's on a giant building paid probably hundreds of thousands of dollars and to while do it. he's there while he's there did some stuff and now he's in trouble with them but he's actually getting in trouble for things that he's done in the past so uh, like putting stickers on public signs or like wheat pasting buildings i feel like there should be a statute of limitations for some of that stuff i would think but if you have it as a case it's in these case files of public destruction of public property yeah whether or not wheat paste which is literally like paper mashing a poster on the side of a building is destruction uh remains to be seen so yeah i think we, we have to go to break we should yeah we should go to break we're gonna go do some tagging let's go do some tagging some tagging mathers here i'm gonna tag some stuff up yo and then uh we'll be back shortly All right
Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalore.com, your source for hyperlocal news. I feel like it's Christmas right now. Uh, it kind of is, right? Isn't Christmas Feels now like, like all it. of December? So we are we are at Mather's Social Gathering, and they have decked it out for Christmas. It's beautiful. I'm or so the happy. Hol- should I say the holidays or should I say Christmas? <laughs> Uh, it depends if you love Jesus or not. I do. Is I do the, love Jesus. Is, you do? Yeah, I is do. Is Jesus in your heart? Uh, he is. Then is he you in say yours, Christmas. Brendan? No, so I say holidays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there is holiday decorations and Christmas yeah, decorations. Yeah, you're a white, here. straight Christian male. <laughs> you say Christmas. <laughs> um, All the I doors are open for me. <laughs> invited. I was covering, I was peeking in at their new venue next door, which is super secret. Uh, and I told them I wouldn't talk about it until they were ready. Okay. But while I was there, they, I was invited to come and look at the holiday decorations here at Mathers Social Gathering on or the corner. Or Christmas decorations. <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying to kill Christmas. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christ out of President Christmas. Trump's going to make us say Merry Christmas. You know that, right? And he's a genius, so uh-huh. I should just listen to him. <laughs> America's great right now. I don't think you realize that. And I do. <laughs> because of Christmas. Yeah. So, what was I saying? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, oh, they invited <laughs> me to come look at the decorations. And I said, this is where we're going to come record. Yes. Because it's beautiful. So, we are here at Mather's Social Gathering talking about all things Orlando, as we always do here yeah. on Bungalow and the Bus. Bungalow and the Com. We talk about news that happens in the downtown bungalow neighborhoods of Orlando. And there's a lot happening this yeah, week. Yeah. You can, you can find us on bungalower.com. And also, if you've missed any episodes, we're on. Google Play and iTunes and your and SoundCloud and you can find us all the digital stuff because we're hip. Yep, hip to the grooves. Uh, Scott Joseph, what about him? Who is that guy? He's a good guy. He's a, he used to be a food critic, food reviewer at the Orlando Sentinel, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, he left. He left like ten years ago. Started. Funny, it's funny. Yeah, I want to tell a quick story about Scott Joseph. People still think he works at the Orlando Sentinel. Sure. And they'll like thank him for reviews and stuff like that. It's really, really funny. But he still does reviews for them, doesn't he? No, he doesn't. No, he's completely separate from the Orlando Sentinel. I thought they paid him like. No, no, totally separate. Who else does? Is Scott Maxwell? No, just Lauren Delgado at the Sentinel. Oh, funny. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Scott Joseph still has that reputation of uh, working at the Orlando Sentinel. But no, he has his own website. ScottJosephOrlando.com. Um, who I actually I, I think Scott is a fantastic critic. I think he knows his food. Funny another side note on Scott Joseph. I'm giving you the whole history of Scott Joseph. There's so much to say about Scott Joseph. He, uh, I used to go to a lot of events with him when I was at Wesh. He would usually be at the food stuff. And funny story about Scott when he was growing up, he never went out to eat. Like his parents couldn't afford to take the family uh. out to eat. And so it was always like if they did, it was like a huge deal. And now he does it for a living. He's out all the time. Yeah, I mean, he goes out like every single I night. See him. I see him in all the places. Anyway, what about Mr. Joseph? Well, he just released a really interesting piece, a very provocative piece, uh-huh. about the food truck culture, the food truck scene in Orlando. Yeah. He thinks it's over. Uh, and what did he say exactly? I didn't get a chance to read this. I saw the headline. Um, just that he sees the attendance going down at the public events. Uh, he thinks the quality has gone down. Okay, at a lot of them, and uh, a lot of people agree with him. I I I agree with him to a certain extent. Okay. I well, first of all, I'm not like a huge fan of food trucks. <laughs> Excuse me, not because of the food. 
I'm just I just don't like to eat off of an ironing board. I've talked about this. You before. have multiple times. Yeah, it's just not my favorite thing. Okay, I'm not knocking the food, the chefs, any of that. It's just more the experience that is just when I think about going out to eat, I like to sit down and have a drink. I get it. It's just not my thing. I get it when I'm out at a bar and I'm hungry and whatever, but it's just not my thing. But I do think the sort of novelty of a food truck has sort of worn away. Like to have a have like a, a monthly food truck event in your city like Windermere, which they do. I just don't know if you're like, oh, like let's go to the food truck event because like I just feel like that sort of that, that, that novelty, as I said, is kind of worn away. Um and I disagree. Okay. But I do agree that I have seen the quality go down. And I know a lot of the newer trucks are buying very low par or subpar uh, ingredients that you could get at like Gordon's. Yeah, Saddles up. All or, that. You know, like all, just like regular. Yeah, they're going to Gordon's and like buying just regular milk. Yeah. Whereas when it's first started here when the scene really picked up there were places like big wheel provisions like high quality really experimental chefs doing their thing <coughs> through the truck it's like a just really cool low barrier entry way to test out new menus uh-huh. and new concepts and i'm not seeing like that experimental nature anymore yeah i not agree anymore on that. but i'm seeing it less and i think maybe it's just cyclical cuz i think you see that in brick and mortars too and so I'm maybe we're just on a different we're on the low end of the spin. Yeah. And I know it's going to come back up again because I really feel like food trucks serve a purpose. Um, I think it's exciting to see them when they when you're at an event. I think they're cool when you're like I, I like seeing them randomly. Like if I'm just like downtown and they're parked and like, oh, right. there's a food truck. Maybe I'll eat there. Or if I'm at a bar and I've had a few yeah. drinks like, oh, I'll go get something. They to serve eat. a purpose. I think those are cool. Okay. Now the huge events, I'm just—it's just not my thing. Um, and I'm not trying to—I'm not—I don't want to point out anybody who's doing anything. It's just not what I like. What are you afraid do. of? What are you afraid no, of? John? Nothing. No. Is that—is no. that the journalistic yeah. training coming yeah, in right now? Yeah. Once again, people might love it. I just—I just don't. I think the novelty of it has worn away because this was like a, a new new thing in 2012. Like, so I'll name names. Mark Bertelli does his food truck bazaar series. And he knows what he's doing. City. He's been he doing does. it for years. And the key is that he curates them. Uh-huh. It's not just anybody. He's curating the best of the best. Like he goes and he tastes the menu. If it's good, you're in. And then he brings you. He puts you into the. He circulates you all over his. He goes all over Central Florida. I think he even goes up to like. Oh, they go. He goes all over. And and that's key because there are places just like what you were talking about before. There are these areas of of Florida that just don't get any coverage. The same people that aren't getting the coverage for their local cultural events are the same people that could benefit from these events coming to them. That I, that I would agree with. And and I think he sees that when I, he rolls into Windermere or something. I think those uh, are his more like popular events. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. You know, if you live out in Leesburg, you might not get the same right. sort of level of restaurants you might get in Winter Park or, or even it's on hard. Restaurant Row. We have Row. so many restaurants here. We have so, so I, many I, I would agree with that, that you do get sort of a cool food experience yeah. you can with a food truck event. I will agree with that. Maybe I, in Orlando it might not be We don't as. have food carts. Like if you're in New York or like a bigger city, uh-huh. that's something that I think we're missing is that piece of that like dining puzzle of street vendors. And yeah. For whatever reason, we don't have that in Orlando. I don't know how well it would do though. You think one, one might do, one or two might like do. The vegan like a hot, hot dog, dog place, cart, he right? does good at night. Right. And everybody loves him. He has like this cult following. Even, even, the, cart. even the non-vegan one does well at night. 
Yeah, but we can do better, right? I agree. Maybe that's the next wave is food carts versus You don't see them during the day. Why is that? I don't know. Well, I guess because there's nobody downtown. Everybody's yes, in their is. offices. There's people downtown. Not really. Not like when you're like drinking at the bar when they close Orange Avenue. Not as Avenue many, but I think, you could, I think you could sell 100 hot dogs a day downtown. I bet you they sell 500 hot dogs at night. All right. Well, it might be a different amount of, of, of level, yeah. different level of hot mm-hmm. dogs, but All right. I think you could sell some. So it's just interesting. Cool talk. I'm, I'm glad uh, Scott Joseph had the crazy uh-huh. balls. Num- gumption. I'm glad he had the... Uh, Cajones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Magic 8 Balls. There you go. To, uh, to talk about that uh-huh. in public and start that conversation. It's good. I, I'll be watching it. I think he's wrong. I think he's partly right. He's I partly need to right. actually read the story, though. The <laughs> <laughs> that could help, eh? Uh, there's a new marijuana dispensary. There go th- on. <laughs> there were three marijuana dispensaries that were approved before the moratorium came down on the city when the city brought the moratorium down on new pot dispensaries and there's one in so there's ivanhoe right knox medical Something. marijuana dispensary yep yes Brendan. right by white wolf and the other one the second one which is finally open is over in the lake fairview neighborhood this is my neighborhood uh-huh. uh that's got to be in the county though right called true leave it's got to be in the county right no lake fairview it- qualifies as orlando well, where's it at where is it is it on obt that's it. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Did you write about it? I haven't written about it yet. Oh, okay. This is really in our working on it list. Let's see. Let's see if I can Google it real quick. True Leave. True Leave? Yeah. All right. What, it's, what, so it's a medical marijuana just the, dispensary? It's the second marijuana dispensary to open. I think it's interesting that it's not in like an urban core, kind of like what the Ivanhoe location is yeah. doing. Um, and I don't know where the third one's going to be. I'm wondering if there's, there was one that was going to be across from Edgewater High. Oh, yeah. Which I thought would have been so funny. <laughs> water High Medical Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> True Leave. True Leave. Yeah, it's on Orange Blossom Trail. Okay. Kind of at Lee Road and Orange Blossom Trail. Right so, by... Uh, so a little outside of our coverage right area, but I think we still need to write about it. Yeah, that's, by my, that's by my neck of the woods. All right. I think that's in the county. Check it out. Huh. Uh, another, since we're talking about retail, did you see that? You know that SpaceX is 7-Eleven and which Thornton se- Park? Which 7-Eleven? And <laughs> Thornton Park. The one where all the people get their cars towed? Yeah. So that I do empty, know that, that one. That empty retail space? Across the street from Graffiti Junction. Will soon house a fu- its first its first retail tenant in like, I want to say 10 years. What's taking so long? And 7-Eleven owns it. Ah. So why, I don't know why they didn't just expand to so that second space. What's going in there? Heavenly Foot Massage. Ooh. So a new foot massage place will be opening next to the Thornton Park 7-Eleven. Oh, oh, wait. It, this, wait it's sure, just a foot massage? Just foot massage. Like they don't touch anything else? No, that's it. Unhappily. That's a very specific market. <laughs> just feet. That's it. Wouldn't that be funny if that's like their... their motto just feet just feet just feet i wonder if there is another foot massage just place feet, no fingers in central florida yeah i've never heard of that i don't know i've heard of like massage places i like when people know what they do well and stick to it that's that's <laughs> i've never <laughs> even heard of that huh. like i don't do dishes because i'm awful at them <laughs> so you know just feet 
just feet. <laughs> that's weird. Kind of, that's kind of weird, though. It is. It is weird to have the market where you're like, we're just gonna do foot yeah. massages. Everyone's and when we wrote about it, everybody's talking about getting towed there. Have you been towed there? No, because I know not to park in places I'm not supposed to. Right? Because you yeah. can read. And well, I, first of all, I can read. And I second of all, <laughs> I have legs and I can walk in an actual parking spot. You do love walking. Yeah. I think 80 percent of the people that commented on our post about this had been towed. Uh, in front of 7-Eleven. I, I, I'll be honest. I have no sympathy for them. I don't either. If it's Unless you're going to 7-Eleven. Because where I live in Mills 50, people are parking where they're not supposed to be parking. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, the hammer's about to come down because the city's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in those like neighborhood adjacent, behind the, the bar kind of spaces in Mills 50. Things are going to get real. Huh. Mm-hmm. So trailer park boys we talked about. We yep. have a rental roundup up now if you're looking for a space to rent for under $1,500 a month. We have 10 houses in, Good in luck. the hoods. I know, right? 10. And it was hard to find the 10. I'll bet. Uh, and that's why we started it. Because we, we, we do a lot of real estate writing. Because it's all about like live, work, play. That's a lot of stuff that we write about in Bugler. Yeah. Uh, and we had a lot of people just say and follow up. Why are you only writing about things to, to buy? A lot of people are renting too. And we want to live in these downtown neighborhoods. (laughs) I rent. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I don't know how much longer I can rent where I'm living. But, but, you know, it's it's interesting. So we did this. So it's a service we do for our readers. Ten places you can rent for under Fight the good fight. Bungalower.com. We got to keep these creative people downtown. Can I I give you an update on something we talked about a few weeks ago? Only if it's interesting. It is. So a few weeks ago, I I told you, Brendan, about my next door neighbor who has not cut his lawn. Or cut their lawn, I should say. Uh uh In probably four to six months, I'd say. I can't remember the last time they did it. So uh, it finally got cut yesterday or two days ago, I think. By you? No, no. They so I went through county code enforcement. I contacted my city, my county commissioner. We we hashed it out a little bit. You old man. This oh guy. yeah, totally. When when you own a house, you have responsibilities. Yeah, he's affecting your property. Exactly, values. all of those things, and so. <laughs> As my, um, but yeah, rats and snakes and who knows what else is in there. Yeah. And so we, I dealt with Germans the commission, <laughs> commissioner, and, and we got it taken care of. They, they had been cited. They had been warned, all of that. So finally, a third-party contractor came out and, <gasps> and uh, cut the grass the front, front and yard? back. Front, front and back. back. So not a mullet cut. Nope. Okay. Yeah. And still vines growing up into the house. So then they bill that person? Yeah, they'll get a bill who owns the house. Okay. person who owns the house does not live in the house. So they'll get a bill, and then if they don't pay it, it's like a lien? I, yeah, I guess. Okay. And, and then, I think that's what I said on the air last yeah. time. And then I guess uh, we'll just have to wait till next year to see. Now the, to see if they mow it again. The next step is if nobody lives in a house and properly takes care of it, what happens? Does the house get condemned? Do you have to live in it? I don't know. What happens? They I don't know. Say? I don't know. I need to find out. Um, like if you have no heat, you have no water. Something that's called uh, demolition by neglect. Uh, it's not that far yet, right? But it could be. I mean, if you like, don't do nothing right? to it in like a year in Orlando, probably don't yeah. do nothing. You're like the queen of double negatives, <laughs> John Bustecker. <laughs> hey, what do you know about Awesome Foundation? Uh, I know they're awesome, and they give a thousand dollars to people in cash. Have you ever applied for this? I think I did actually. Okay. I, I at the very beginning of when I helped launch the collective. Right. I did. They didn't think it was awesome. They didn't enough, think it was apparently. awesome. I've won an or awesome. Or they grant. thought we had money and we really didn't. I've won it five times. No, really? Yeah. Really? I think maybe even more. And I've been. I've helped other people win them too. 
Wow. And I love it. And so it's 10 people every month. They give $100 each. And then and it, for this $1,000 cash pot, and then they choose the most awesome idea of the month and yeah. give that cash to that person to make it happen. It's awesome. Um, and that's the reason I stopped. It's because... People are starting to get mad at me because I thought I had one too many times. But uh, I think it's a really cool project. I think I love it. I I love that it. There's no strings, Mm -hmm. so you just get this envelope of cash and make it happen, and that's it. There's no reports, and they're doing something on the I want to say the ninth, the ninth and tenth in December around Lake Eola. They're handing out free money to people. And little is, envelopes. It a, is it a holiday thing or a Christmas thing? It's a holiday thing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy Kwanzaa. in Detroit that used to do that where every year he was like the secret Santa and he would just give out thousands of dollars, but nobody knew who it was. And I think one year they finally figured it out and they did like a story on him. He did it for years. I think that's so cool. It is. And he, he never asked for press, never wanted it. I get to be a part of it. So really? if you see me walking around Lake so Yola I'll just follow you. Like, hey, there's Brendan. On December 10th, uh, I'm going to have some cash in my pocket to give out. Just to anybody? For anything, people who I like, people who I like. All right, <laughs> it's probably like, just going to be all cute boys. But do they have to have a reason, or is it just anybody? No, it's like you give them. It's like, just anyone. Are you ask and them then a there's a little like, note hey. in it that says like, no. you know, they're they're asking people to pay it forward. Uh, you know, maybe they don't use pay it forward in my pocket if you, need, <laughs> yeah, if you need it, or like go buy. A, some ice cream for someone. Can I ask like, a question? And I'm not trying to be a. Ju- I, I'm honestly not trying to be a jerk here. Why Lake Eola? Why not? Why not maybe a, a community that might? I mean, I'm not saying downtown. And people I think down they there chose Lake Eola because they know there's going to be people there oh, on the okay. weekend, like just pedestrian wise. Yeah. Uh, versus going door to door and knocking on someone's. Like, where else can you go in I don't Orlando? Know, any door. <laughs> and if you do. Are you scared? You scared somebody's going to yell at you? No, you also don't want to just go to people's houses. I'm sure if you give them a hundred dollars, they'll be very happy at their house. Yeah, would you not be happy if somebody gave you a hundred bucks at your house? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't open the door. Yeah, well, then you just lost that on a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars because I don't trust people. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're Canadian. You're supposed to open your <laughs> house and let them sleep no, in your I bed with like you. Anthrax that are. That's how I met. Uh, isn't that how we met, John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got pregnant. <laughs> So awesome foundation. Check it out. You can also apply. Uh, we just posted their website on our Instagram. Brunch Bros and Fork Lando are having a bacon waffle stout brunch party. I saw on that December promo 9th. photo of Brunch Bros. Not safe for work. Not My safe for work. Gosh. I know. I feel a little bad. I didn't know that no, it was going to auto load for our newsletter. So that was the very <laughs> first. This is the very first article. Yeah. I think a lot of people clicked on it at work. And it's one of the hosts, Jordan. Jordan Eichenblatt, who Who's actually has done he's doing a lot of videos with us yeah uh coming up we're doing a whole food truck series with him and he's uh naked except for a strategically placed pan yeah he's basically peter pan yeah yeah it's kind of a small pan though right (laughs) am i right (laughs) am i right can i get him all right (laughs) um check that out december 9th (laughs) deadly sins bacon waffle stout brunch party bull and bush is having their 30 year anniversary today 30 years they've been I there? I don't know. They couldn't have been in that same spot for 30 years. I don't years. think so. I think they maybe they were a truck. They were <laughs> I a don't food think truck. so. They just moved it. 10 years. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't been there a long time. Can you still smoke in there? I don't know. I don't go to milk district places because I'm afraid. Yeah, because they're going to yell at you? I'm Did you yell there for the Leguminati thing? Leguminati? No, not yet. Not yet? We're not talking about that one. I'm hoping nobody listened to that one yet. We've got some stories we're working on. There's a... A new car lot going in on Virginia. A new what? A car lot. Somebody oh. 
tore down a building on Virginia Drive across from to make a car lot. To make a car there lot. used to be a car lot there. Is there still one there? It is. So, so there's one next to Nora's, right? And now there'll another be another one? one. And I, wow. I know that seems like a lot of money to invest in a car spot. lot. It's and it's like a prime location. That's so odd. I'm trying to find out more about it. They wouldn't send me the renderings because they knew it would be contentious. So I have to wait for the renderings to get submitted to the city before I can share them. But keep that your eyes open for that. We're working on an Etsy roundup of places where you can shop ah, locally. Cool. Uh, Papino's Organic Italian Kitchen is now open in you our know what? I saw a photo of one of their pizzas. It looks amazing. I can't wait to go. I want to go. Let's go this weekend. Take I a picture. Feel like, I feel like that area is becoming the pizza capital of Orlando. Because of Pizza Bruno's? Yeah, just basically two pizza For places. Like, <laughs> but they're game-changing pizza yeah. places. Yeah, I mean, there's... All right, I'm going to say this out loud. <gasps> Uh-oh. I just don't think there's a lot of great pizza in Orlando. Uh, you know how you know how, you, how many drinks it takes to get John to put One. down his journalistic hat? One drink. No, that's a fact. I mean, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few I like. But, I mean, where's your, where's your go-to pizza place? Pizza Bruno's. Before that, before they open... Uh, Anthony's Supreme Pizza. All right, that Supreme one that they do—that's like it's like basically a flat calzone. Yeah, I'll say this. I think, and I don't even put Pizza Bruno in the same category as like a pizzeria. Like it's just different. Like you don't. No. Like when I think of pizza, it's like you know a big pizza. Everybody yeah. shares it. All that Pizza Bruno. Everybody gets their own one. It's all artisan. It's all. I love it. Don't when get me I wrong. go to Pizza Bruno, I have to go with my friend Nicholas Mandino from Four Acre Real Estate, uh-huh. and we sit right there at the front in the service area. It's like Lady in the Tramp. We have our own little special <laughs> spot, and we get our little meatballs and garlic nuts. So my favorite place is Pizzeria Del Dio over off a of Colonial, but. I just think there needs to be more. So we need to do events because we're running out of time. This always happens, John. But Chalky Shaw is tonight. If you're listening to this, you missed it. You missed it. (laughs) (laughs) You've done that before. I did. It was great. So did you. I did do it. I think I was in the seventh one. Uh Uh-huh. We got to hurry here, Brendan. I was going to have a heart attack. Uh, Saturday is the OUC Half Marathon. There's going to be road closures everywhere. So ride your bike if you're going downtown. Uh It starts at 7.30 a.m. Just run down there. Who runs? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a segue. Towny Tourist and Deli Fresh are having a sandwich eat up at 7 Bites from 9 to 11. I'm going to check it out. We're going to do like a Facebook Live from there. Because uh, who doesn't want a sandwich from 7 from seven Bites? That's right. Or see Biggie. Or see Biggie. My buddy. Biggie Smalls. Uh, Science on Screen. That's a Rollins College slash Enzian mashup where they play really cool movies that have to do with science. Really? This one's about Jane Goodall. Oh, yeah. It's like a hundred different interviews or hours yeah. of footage. Yeah. Spliced together. I met her. At 11 a.m.? No, no, I met somebody else, I think. <laughs> Great story, John. <laughs> Starts at 11 a.m. Like on two, Saturday. Aren't there like two monkey like experts? The gorillas in the mist? Yeah. Ladies? Oh, I'm thinking of the other woman. Yeah. Who's dead? Rest R.I.P. Right. Jane Goodall is like one of my favorite people in the world, so I'm going to go. That's my treat to myself. I'm going to have sandwiches at Seven Bites. Run over to see Jane Goodall. Then the UCF is playing Memphis at yeah, noon. Yeah, big championship game. West Fest Orlando. That's this big uh, street art festival is happening at West Art District in cool. Paramore all weekend. But I think it starts on noon on Saturday. New Six Holiday Concert at the B- Lake Yola Banchel at 6 p.m. 12 Pubs of Christmas at Mills 50 and a little bit of Ivanhoe Village. 16 Bars starts at 7.30. Whit Marsalis is at the Dr. Phillips Center on Sunday. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, also Sunday is the Sparkle Art Market at Dandelion Cafe. Cool handmade makers. Uh, is your wife going to be there selling stuff? 
No, she's not. Nope. She hates people. All right. <laughs> Uncomfortable Brunch is at uh, Will's Pub. That's a film series with uncomfortable movies. They're playing Fish Tank. Light Up Soto at Soto. It's at 2 p.m. And Thirsty Tover is having their fourth anniversary party. Yes. And, and my you- meeting of the, of the collective is on Wednesday. So if you're not a member, oh. sign up. Speaking of which, I got nominated for an award. You sure did. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I love it. Tune in next week. We'll talk about it then. Thank you so much to Mather's Social Gathering for having us. And these delicious old fashions. Yeah. We'll see you guys. Yeah.